Good morning. Uh, it's been a long time, it seems like, since we've uh, had Monday morning talks, but we're back for the fall, and uh, we started a new series uh, yesterday at church called Unhindered, and uh, really kind of a just get back in the swing of things time of year for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of things that were um, kind of on break for summer. Um, we've got our Wednesday evenings started again as a church and other things. And so with this series, this always is kind of a, a series that kind of pulls us back in, gets us back, draws us back into a, a routine of sorts. And this one's a different one for us because it's not necessarily um, full on small group. So I'll start there. There's a book. And if you were here yesterday or you listened to the sermon, then uh, you know, we introduced this to you a little bit, um, but it's basically a 30-day devotional guide that walks you through the unhindered process um, and helps you discover healing, freedom, and power within. Yeah. <laughs> we did it together as a staff. Um, we mentioned that from the stage yesterday, um, but I think it's one that we all enjoyed Um reading through, um, but also it can be, yeah, it just gives you an opportunity to look kind of at why you're doing the things you're doing, how your experiences have affected not only just certain things in your life, but stuff you do every day that maybe you don't even know that it's being affected by stuff you've been through. So although it's been enjoyable to read and to learn, it can, yeah, It's a pretty serious thing, but in a good way. Yeah, it's kind of hard stuff. And like one of the things we talked about, I I mentioned it at the beginning of the sermon, like if you're going to invest in this series, Mm -hmm. really the three ways to do that would be the sermons, the book. Yeah. But then really like including someone else in that with you uh, is good for... Not necessarily like accountability purposes, but I think just getting some of the things that you're working through out with someone you trust, I think is a really important part of the process too. Well, and sometimes you can, you think you know maybe what has been bothering you or what's affected you, but really if you say out loud to someone else you can, I don't know, sometimes see more clarity in that or make more sense of it if you're talking about it with somebody. Mm -hmm. So good thing to do. So yesterday uh, we kicked this series off really talking about our hearts then and how they're not just the emotional center for us, but they're also when when the heart was talked about in scripture, like in ancient culture, the heart was also your thoughts and all of those things kind of interwoven. Um, And so talking about mental health, talking about anxiety and depression and so many other things that people are dealing with. I think this is a good process. It's not like a fix all clearly, but start starting that conversation off. Then we really just sort of introduced guarding your heart. Right. You know, Solomon wrote, guard your heart above all else. Right. And I think even though it's not a fix-all, it makes you aware. Because you can't, 
you can't take care of things and and maybe fix things that you're not even aware of that mm-hmm. you're doing. And I think that's why this is a good maybe first step because it can bring to light things you didn't even know you were doing because of situations that you've been in in the past. And so I think that it's a good start to maybe if you're feeling like your life isn't as free or as light as you're wanting it to be, it's a good first step to do that. Yep. So our main text then uh, was out of Hebrews chapter 12, uh, talking about, you know, laying aside every weight and sin uh, that cling. And there's, a, there's a fly. It's just, I thought I got it and it got wet. It's all around. It's but <clears throat> anyways, um, lay all of that aside. Run, run your race with endurance, looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith, uh, who endured uh, himself, the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted. And then we kind of talked about, I, I, you know, I added in verses seven and verse 11, you know, about talking about discipline. Um, it's for discipline that you endure. God's treating you as sons. He's treating you as children. And, um, and even there, it's really kind of a big part of this, I think. And I talked about it in the sermon yesterday. I think one of the things that hinders us big time is letting other people define our race for us. Yeah. So a lot of sore spots and and I talked about that yesterday, and Mark's really going to dig us into that conversation this coming Sunday uh, in his sermon. But um, not everybody has experienced huge, massive traumas in their lives. You know, right. some people still haven't experienced losing a loved one. Some people haven't experienced things like divorce and, you know, really traumatic things that helped to shape their hearts. Um, but just about everybody has probably experienced. And that's why I chose the, the story from my own life that I did. Like, I think everybody's experienced someone saying something that stuck with you Yeah, and almost wearing it at times. Like, man, I let that person's comment or the name that person called me define too much of who I am. Yeah. And then that in turn becomes like a sort of trauma. Like trauma isn't just one big event. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of times it can be, but just because you haven't had that big event doesn't mean there isn't stuff going on, just a comment or a situation you've been in that you wouldn't consider big, but that has affected your heart in a big way. Yeah. Well, and, and, And so connecting that back here to Hebrews 12, it's just like, man, God, God, in in the race that he has set for me, he, he knows that, that, like it says in in the book of John, like in this world, he knows I will have trouble, Mm -hmm. but he does not want those things to define me. He wants me being his son to define who I am. Um, that should always be the place my heart rests is in knowing who he has said I am, yeah. not who 
everyone else has said I am or not who honestly because of hurt and me trying to protect myself who I said I am that was not accurate you know what I mean or uh, that I I called myself that out of pain or out of reaction to pain or and it's super difficult to do (laughs) to to not let the things that happen to us or the things around us define who we are. Like that is crazy difficult to do. But when you hear people and I mean, they even talk about that. Well, because, you know, my parents got divorced, you know, this is how I think about this or, you know, they'll, they know too, that there is like a sore spot for that, but it's still like, well, this is why I'm this way or, and it's not supposed to be. And which is why I think I enjoyed this book so much was because it was pretty practical. And like, I know that those things are right. I know that I shouldn't be scared of certain things because of issues I've been through, but well, then what do I do? (laughs) What do I do next? And that's why, why I enjoyed this book so much was because it gave like some very practical things of, okay, let's do it. Like, let's go and move forward from it. So. Well, and it really takes, at, toward the end of the sermon, I had a an uh, an image up on the screen of a cycle mm-hmm. for the hindered and the unhindered heart, and um, it's in the front of the book on page eighteen. Uh, if you've got a book and you're going to be digging in this week, hopefully you will be. Um, but you know, it, it, it's really helping enter into our our story a little bit and go, okay, so if you can identify what happened (laughs) and what it was that was said or what it was that was done or the experience that happened that, that hurt, you know, then you can kind of go back and go from there and go, okay, so was there faulty logic that I told myself in reaction? Were there you know, they call them small T truths, but basically were there false things I told myself then because of that, uh, because of that reaction or, you know, then what outcomes did that bring about in your life? And, you know, that's the thing is sometimes I think we, like you were saying, we walk around um, with walls yeah. that we've put in place to protect to areas of our heart ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And what's interesting is I think like sometimes we can be walking around and everyone else sees it, Mm -hmm. but me, you know, like everyone else can see that I'm doing that. Yeah. But I don't anymore, you know, because it's just become like, uh, yeah, it's almost become survival for me. Like that's how I survive is, guarding that or protecting that part of my heart. Yeah. I've even been to the place where I do certain things and yeah, it's easy for people to see, but sometimes I'll even know that I'm doing stuff that doesn't make sense. And, but it's what I do to like make myself feel better or I, it's like the only thing I know how to do Mm -hmm. um, in those, in the moments of when I get triggered by something or, and I know I'm like, this isn't right, but like, it's it's just part of my heart now. Like that's how I handle these things and it's not healthy. Yeah. (laughs) But well, and that, and that becomes such an excuse for us then 
to mistreat ourselves or to mistreat other people is we just, we just fall back on that. Well, that's just, that's just who I am, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Yeah. Or like this happened to me and that's it. Like I can't erase that. And mm -hmm. so this is just, and I'm not saying like that, that's bad. Like some people have been through things that, you know, are awful and, and they are going to be impacted by it for the rest of their lives. But yeah, how you deal with it and handle it, you need help sometimes dealing with that. Yeah. Well, and we just, and even in relationships, like so many marriages, I think it becomes a point of contention because it's just yeah. like, that's, you know, that's who I am. And we'll dig our heels in and, and, and kind of entering into this conversation. It's just like, is it though? Like, is that who God said I am? Yeah. Or is that who I'm saying I am, (laughs) you know, and, you know, I'm creating this contention. I'm creating this resentment in a relationship that's really important to me, uh, all over a really broken moment or a moment where things broke in me Yeah. that I don't want to go. I don't really want to go back and fix because maybe that pain was too much or, I've grown, I think in some cases, like even, and we encountered this as we went through it as a staff, like, or I've just gotten so comfortable Mm -hmm. in the way that I manage and handle that now that like, it would be uncomfortable for me now to change that. Yeah. You know, so there are so many outcomes that are undesired. Like, you know, for me, um, talking about that sore spot that I did yesterday, like, something really broken me at a young age when it came to, to my identity and some things that were said to me or about me. And I just embraced those things. And because of that, then like I, I wrap my identity up in so many of the wrong things now in some ways, like, you know, that came out as we went through it as a staff, like in some ways I, I wear my ministry in the wrong way. And I, that's become an inappropriate part of my identity. So a a bad outcome for me is just that like, gosh, what sort of like the sabbatical that I took last year, like, what do you mean? Don't do any ministry for two, like (laughs) for six weeks. How do I not? Cause it's like, it's, and that, this is the thing that came out. It's who I am. And it's just like, that's not who I am. Um, but you, you start to break that down and you look at all the undesired outcomes that come out of that. Then it's just like, man, um, being a workaholic, you know, doing too much or neglecting other things that are more important because that's become such a part of, of my identity or whatever. And you really start to dig in into like, and that's, what's so great about this is it's like, So if I'm that broken in that outcome, when it comes to my heart and my relationship with God, what's wrong then is like that, that says that I don't trust him. Yeah. You know, that's affected my ability to trust him completely then because like, I think I have to handle it. Yeah. He can handle it. He will, (laughs) you know, and, 
And so there's just things like that, that it's just, I think it's really eye opening to dig into this process and to go, man, where have I been faulty in my logic? Where have I told myself lies and, and really been broken because of it? So, yeah, I like to the, in the first week, um, we're talking about if you haven't had like a, a really big, um, traumatic moment, but it gives you examples of things that might hint that you have a hindered life. And they're things that <laughs> some of the things we wouldn't even consider bad. But when you like look at why you're doing those things, that's bad. Cause it brings up, um, you know, that you might have a hindered life if you like overextend yourself because you're too afraid of disappointing others and like it leads to you kind of burning out maybe quitting things that you like like I highlighted that um in my book or you might have a hindered life um it says it might leave you vulnerable to the overwhelming voice of anxiety that will not shut up like it's just little things like it might make you a perfectionist, a rule follower, because you're trying to fill, yeah, with faulty logic. So those things, some of those things aren't bad, you know, like being a perfectionist and all that. But there's all these things behind what we do, and that's what we need to look at. Like, why am I this way? Um, you know, being a workaholic is on here and, and things like that. So there might be things that you haven't even thought of that that are on here. And that's why it's, it's good to go through the book if you have one um, and see maybe there's things that are affecting your life that you are kind of blind to right now. So, yeah. And I think, you know, probably where the hope lies in all of it, you know, cause some people would look at that and then go, you know, I, I've, I don't have any like big, big deal trauma. Um, you know, and, and, and tell myself like, I don't, there's nothing, there's nothing super wrong with me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I can look at that and go, well, you know what? Like why I've got, I've gotten this far. So do I really need those things to change or do I really want, um, those things to change? Like some people may look at it and go like, you know what? Part of why I'm successful yeah. is because this has been broken and I've, but, but you look at it and it's like the goal, I think the, the light at the end of the tunnel or the hope moment for us is that, is that look going back to that scripture and going, okay, but God has a race marked out for me. That's better than the one I'm running. Yeah, definitely. God wanted something more. And, and he says that the whole, the whole thing that ties this together or keeps it or the fuel of it is looking to Jesus fixing our eyes on him, not getting distracted by all these other things. And when my eyes are fixed on him, you know, the, the scripture that just has always been so huge for me is Jesus saying in Matthew chapter 11, then he's like, look, if you're tired or worn out, if you're burned out, come to me, get away with me, recover your life. I'll show you how to take real rest. Um, Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. And I won't lay anything heavy. I won't lay anything ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. That's 
the goal of this. Yeah. That's what unhindered is, is a living freely and lightly. And so even with that, it's like, well, yeah, I'm like, I guess you could say, Hey, I'm a workaholic. It's been good. I've been successful. Yeah, I've I don't want to. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, well, success, <laughs> success what's success? <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's like, if success came at the expense of my family and my marriage and you know, all these other things. And, and, and in the meantime, you know, gosh, if I could unload the stress and the anxiety and the worry, because I'm living freely and lightly in Christ, that sounds pretty hopeful. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and especially, I just feel like, especially today in our culture, like everyone knows like something's off, right? Like we're just very aware of how broken we are as a people. And, and that's not even Christians. Like, I just think people in general are like, this can't be it. Right? <laughs> like this, this feeling, like you said, the, the stress, like the day to day, just adulting is hard. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> everyone knows this can't be it. Like what, what am I working for? What am I working towards? And as Christians, like we do have that hope. Yeah. And it's about not only, that we have the answer to that, but like how to apply it in our lives, which is, yeah, like I said, another great, just because this is so practical, another great reason why we're going through the book, but we all want that. We all want to live freely and lightly. And, and I think what, I think what's really impactful or empowering about this series then is going, I think for a lot of us, we're like, like you said, we all realize something's wrong. Yeah. Something's broken. Something needs to change. We have a hard time putting our finger on what that is. Um, yeah. And there's all kinds of self-help stuff out there. And it's like, you no, know, we don't need self-help. We need like Holy Spirit help. Yeah. We need and, Jesus help. Yeah, and it's <laughs> <Big> like, <time. laughs> and so it's like, okay, um, you know, we get told like that. And that's the place I like, that's why this journey was so important and like timely for me is because I wanted rest. I needed rest. I was given time to rest and I did not know how. Yeah. I did not know what that meant. And like this is what Jesus is talking about when he says, come to me and get rest. Like, let me put you back together. Yeah. Let me make you whole. And yeah. So that, I mean, that's, that's really what I hope people will dig into this journey for is to go, gosh, that was refreshing. Yeah. You know, well, like, and that was restful. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Okay. Well, next week, uh, I hope you, I hope you'll read this week and there's five short readings. There's lots of really deep questions for you to dig into and things to think about. But then next week, Mark's going to pick that up and, um, talk about sore spots, talk about, you know, kind of how our hearts are formed, what, what helped us form our hearts when it, it in the first place. And then, um, yeah, we're going to continue the journey together. So, Uh, I hope this is helpful and we will see you next week. Bye.